Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Roaring 2020s podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Netflix. As I'm sure a lot of you know, Yay. Yay. We're going to be talking about Netflix because we're all stuck at home. So I can imagine that myself, yourself, and loads of other people have been watching Netflix a lot since lockdown began. And so I thought who better to bring in than somebody who watches nothing but Netflix? My sister. Hello, everyone. So, tell me, how much Netflix have you watched since you've been in lockdown? Um, I've definitely been binging. Like, I've been trying to watch new shows that I won't usually watch, or shows that I've been recommended for a long time, but I'm only finally watching now. So, yeah. Cool. I would say I'm more of a slower Netflix watcher. I've definitely been watching a couple of shows, but overall it's probably been no more than like two or three shows at the moment. I'm watching The Midnight Gospel. I think it's a pretty interesting show. And I also started watching Gossip Girl as well. So tell me what shows have you been watching? So right now on Netflix, I'm watching Glee. It's a show from our childhood. So when I found out that they put it on Netflix, I thought this is definitely something I want to check out again and see if it's how I remembered it to be. And then another thing I've been watching and I'm actually willing to watch again is Outer Banks. It is very popular on Netflix right now. I know it's definitely something that's blowing up it was only released on April 15th, which is very recent of um, quarantine timeline-wise. And for the past few weeks, I'm pretty sure it's been on the top 10 every single day. I think it's managed to keep its place there. And even during the times it wasn't there, it would bounce back. So yeah, it's a really good show. Okay. I would absolutely recommend for people to watch it. That's cool. I think what we're going to do now is going to talk a bit more about the shows that we've gotten into. I will take the lead and talk a bit about Gossip Girl. So it's probably the oldest show that I've started watching on Netflix. It came out, I don't know exactly when it came out, but it was during the 2000s. I remember like watching like one or two episodes like when I was like really young and like understanding none of it. But now that I'm looking at it and I'm watching it again on Netflix, it's actually like a really interesting show. Now I'm not the biggest fan of teen dramas, but I definitely think that Gossip Girl is like my one exception because it's literally just a bunch of rich people just messing around with each other and just getting up to stupid stuff, which is weirdly entertaining to me. So yeah, there's that. I've finished the first season and I'm currently on the first episode of season two. 
and it definitely is quite interesting. I think the favorite part that I've seen so far was the bit where Jenny, one of the main characters, was showed up by Blair, who is basically the mean girl of the cast. I won't say any more, but it is definitely interesting. And I do like all the complications and like how everyone kind of knows everything. Because the main premise of the show is that there's an anonymous website called Gossip Girl that basically spills all the juice about what all the rich kids in Manhattan get up to on a daily basis, both good and bad. So I really enjoy it. And, you know, if you like teen dramas or gossip in general, I'd say you should definitely check it out. So tell me about one of the shows you've been getting up to. I've also recently just started watching The Witcher, which is very intriguing because it's based on a book. And I've realized I'm more attracted to shows and movies that are based off of books. Okay, so now we will go through some of our favorite shows on Netflix. So I'll start. I think Bojack Horseman has definitely got to be in my top 10. Oh yeah, if you Bojack, don't know Horseman. Bojack Horseman. I know that's on my about. list right now. I've definitely been adding way more stuff to my list during quarantine. And I plan on binging almost every single one of them. That's great. So Bojack Horseman, if you don't know, it's a show about an ex-Hollywood star called Bojack Horseman, hence the name of the show. And it follows his journey to trying to make himself famous and well-known again. Because he made a TV show in the 90s called Horsing Around that everybody loved. But he's essentially fallen into irrelevancy because he's no longer in any recent TV shows or movies. So the first few seasons kind of follow his journey back into the public eye and getting his name out there again so that people know who he is and actually respect him. But I think in season four and definitely in season five, it turns into more of a story of his struggles with addiction and being controlling the relationships. And it kind of becomes more of like a deeper study of how fame can affect people and how it affects those around you. I think one of the most interesting parts of the show is the fact that it's not just Bojack that we see getting affected by the things that he does. In almost every situation when he does a bad thing, he inevitably affects someone else. And I think that's an interesting aspect of the show. Because, you know, it's not really something that we see much in TV shows or movies or in real life, actually. A lot of the time we assume that, oh, 
you're famous, you're a celebrity, you can do anything. But, you know, I think the show definitely highlights that celebrities make just as many mistakes as we do. They're not as perfect as we make them out to be. And in some ways, they have it worse because whenever they make a mistake, not only do they hurt themselves or get a bad rap, but they also get judged by everyone else that sees them screwing up. So it's an interesting show. I definitely think that the acting in it is top-notch. And if you need something to binge for the next couple of weeks, it's definitely a good recommendation. Cool. I know I'll be watching that very soon. So what's one of your favorite shows on Netflix? The show is called Shadowhunters, or Shadowhunters is Immortal Instruments is the full name. And it was cancelled after season three. Some people called it season 3B. Uh, Us fans were lucky though because it did have an ending and this show is based off of a book series. So the ending followed through. It's just that they had to rush everything that was actually planned for a potential season four. So Shadowhunters is about a girl named Clary Frey who lives alone with her mother Jocelyn in New York. (laughs) The show starts us off on her 18th birthday, where her mother gifts her with something called a stele, which is what Shadowhunters use to draw runes on their skin, and each specific rune provides them with different powers. So the gag is that Clary thinks the stele is just a pen, because she knows nothing of what is called the Shadow World. And when she begins to see people, Shadowhunters, who other mundanes, humans, cannot see, that is when she is first drawn into the Shadow World. So Clary's mother, Jocelyn, is captured by an enemy of the Shadowhunters, Valentine. So she seeks help from the Shadowhunters to find Jocelyn. And the story goes on to become Clary finding out about a life that was erased from her memory and a family that she never knew she had. I'd recommend this show to any of y'all who are interested in sci-fi fantasy. All right. Shadowhunters seems like an interesting show. So if you want to check it out, we'll leave a link to it in the show notes. All right. So I think we'll move on to my next favorite show on Netflix which is probably the show that started the whole Netflix binge craze. The one and only House of Cards. House of Cards? Yes. Oh my gosh! Indeed, it is House of Cards. Wasn't that like the first um, Netflix original as well? It was, it was. And it was probably the show that actually got me into Netflix. It's quite interesting. It stars Kevin Spacey and a few other big actors, and it's quite an interesting show. I think anyone who's into political dramas or into politics or anything, anyone who has any interest in politics will definitely enjoy House of Cards. It's one of those shows I think everyone and their mom has seen, 
because it's, you know, just that big. But in case you don't know about it, it essentially follows the story of Francis Underwood and his rise to power in the US. He does a lot of shady shenanigans that he seems to keep getting away with. I think my favorite part of the show is just the fact that every single thing he does is in one way or another connected to his plan to become the president of the United States. And he's always like calculated and calm and collected and knows just what to do so that he doesn't end up getting in trouble for what he does. So yeah, it's definitely an enjoyable show. I think a lot of people have already watched House of Cards, but if you need something to rewatch again, to binge watch, give it a go. One interesting fact about House of Cards is that it is actually based on a UK show by the same name. So if you search on YouTube or anywhere for House of Cards UK version, you'll probably find like an older 1970s version. I think that's definitely and a reoccurring theme season one where of- the UK make a show and then the US releases their own spin on it. Yeah, I think the best example is probably The Office. Unpopular opinion, but I prefer the UK version of The Office. But I know lots of people prefer the US version. So I think that's an example of where it's going quite well. But yeah, if you do want to see the original House of Cards, definitely try find the UK version. There should be videos of it available on YouTube somewhere. And you can compare and contrast the differences between that show and the first season of House of Cards on Netflix. Nice. That's something I'd suggest y'all take a look at. Even as somebody who's not as invested in politics in general, um, I have seen one or two episodes and they're pretty good. All right. So what is your second favorite show on Netflix? Another one of my favorite shows on Netflix, this is also a supernatural show, it falls into the sci-fi fantasy genre, and it's called The Originals. I'm sure many people have heard about it, it's part of the Vampire Diaries universe, um, which consists of one main show, which is based off a book, The Vampire Diaries, and then the two spin-offs, which are The Originals and Legacies. I think my favorite show out of the universe is definitely the originals for many, many reasons. Disclaimer, I'll say this now. The originals is a vampire show, but I personally don't believe that it's one of those typical kind of vampire shows that follow the trope of human falls in love with vampires. It's not like that. I will admit the trope can be seen in the show, but it's not the main plot. The originals follows the story of three siblings, Klaus, Elijah, and Rebecca. They're running all over the world away from their father, Michael, who is trying to kill them. And they find themselves in a very important town to them, which is New Orleans. Klaus is drawn there first because he finds out that this woman, Haley, is pregnant with his child. And, spoiler alert, 
This works out because of a magical loophole. Funnily enough, the originals weren't always vampires. They were turned into such by their mother Esther, who was a witch, as a means of protecting them from the threats of werewolves in their village. So now, Haley was able to become pregnant because Klaus was actually born a werewolf. His mother had an affair with a werewolf in their village, so he was a werewolf when his mother turned him and his siblings, which makes him a hybrid. Haley is a werewolf, by the way, and that contributed to how the loophole actually worked. This show is very much about family. It shows the lengths that Klaus and his siblings will go to protect his really powerful daughter and to protect their family. All the while, they're dealing with enemies from their past, which you can only imagine because they're thousands of years old. They also deal with struggles in their personal lives. I think the originals is a really interesting concept as a whole because it tells us about the original vampires, the first ever vampires. That alone introduces us to a ton of concepts, which they do create and explain throughout the show. The originals ran for five seasons in total, and I think they were very well done. Even if you have a stigma about vampire shows, the originals is worth the watch. All right. That sounds like another good show that you can check out. I know there are a lot of people out there who are really big fans of the Vampire Diaries. So I think the originals would be a natural next step in learning more about the Vampire Diaries universe. And with that, I move on to my last favorite show on Netflix, which is the one, the only, How to Get Away with Murder. How to Get Away with Murder is a legal drama thriller that stars critically acclaimed actress Viola Davis as Professor Annalise Keating, a respected professor at Middleton University that runs her own law firm. Every year, she picks five first-year students to intern at her firm. This year, the students were Wes, Connor, Asher, Michaela, and Laurel. Wes, chosen from the university waitlist, is seen at a crime scene at the start of the episode, and we in fact discover that Wes is beside a dead body, heavily implicating him in a murder. Each episode in the show from then on develops the storyline and the characters from the beginning of the school year to the murder, which kept me watching until the end of the first season. They carry on this trope in the next few seasons, and I really enjoy it because it helps keep the tension in the show and makes me really interested and wanted to find out well what happens and how come something so bad ends up happening from simple beginnings? The show features a lot of characters, like the ones that I mentioned earlier, and some other characters as well, who keep the show interesting and definitely make the show a lot more colorful. I also like the show because, as I said, it builds on a story where we already know the ending and 
The question is basically, well, how do we get to the ending? Which I think makes it rather unique and quite an interesting show. My favorite character in How to Get Away with Murder would definitely have to be Wes. But I also appreciate the comic relief that Asher occasionally provides throughout the show. Yeah, I really think How to Get Away with Murder is one of those shows that keep you on the edge of your seat. If y'all like cliffhanger type shows, even if you binge it, I'd recommend How to Get Away with Murder. So sis, tell us about your final show. Moving away from supernatural stuff, we have a comedy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This show is well known. It's set in Brooklyn, New York, and it's about the members of the police in the 99 precinct there and their lives as detectives. I mostly like this show because of the humor. It's co-created by Michael Schur, who is well known for The Office and Parks and Rec. So if you're into either of those, then you'll probably enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now we move on to our final section of this episode, which is taking a look at some of the upcoming and recently added shows to Netflix. So I'll start, and one show I'd be really interested in watching soon is called Selling Sunsets. The show is about the Oppenheim Group, which are a big real estate agency in the US, particularly in California. And they sell these luxurious homes and mansions to people hoping to move out in the US. California is, I think, the place for luxury homes like Hollywood Hills. Is the place. You're definitely right. Hollywood, Beverly Hills, they have everything. And I definitely think this is a show that people who are interested in mansions and designer homes would enjoy. And I know that I will, and loads of you people listening will too. So what shows are you looking forward to on Netflix? A new release on Netflix that I've had my eye on is Blood and Water. The first season just came out. It's a Netflix original, so if you want to go and watch it there, it's available to binge right now. It's about a girl from Cape Town in South Africa, which I think is really cool. Netflix has been bringing to light a lot of shows from different parts of the world. I know a lot of Spanish shows on Netflix have become popular over the past year or so. And it's really cool to see representation like that. So this girl from Cape Town moves to a private school to find out or prove whether or not this um, swimming star is her sister who was abducted at birth. So if y'all are into those mystery kind of shows, I think you should check it out. Cool. I might check it out for myself. Under the show, which I'm going to also be interested Another movie, I should say, that I'm going to be interested in seeing is Skyscraper. It's coming out June 13th on Netflix. And it's starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The movie was already in cinemas about two years 
year ago. And now it's come to Netflix. I missed out on seeing it in the cinemas back then. So I'm definitely going to check it out as soon as it comes out. It's, it's basically The Rock as a security agent working to stop a terrorist from taking over a skyscraper in Hong Kong and setting it on fire. I'm sure a few people have seen the movie already, but I think now would be a good opportunity to see it for myself and see it for the people if you didn't get a chance to see it when it was out in the theatres. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm hoping it's as good as all of the Rock's other movies. Skyscraper is one of those movies that I never got around to watching at time of release. So now that we have all this free time, I think I might check it out. So is there any other Netflix shows that you're looking forward to that are coming soon? Well, another new release that I know has gained popularity since it came out during this quarantine time is Hollywood. It's set in post-World War II Hollywood, and it's about an ambitious group of aspiring actors and filmmakers who will do almost anything to make their showbiz dreams come true. I've heard it's more of a modern take on how Hollywood was back then, and it does look like a show that will be very successful. And I think um, what they did with it looks pretty neat. Cool. Well, thank you for letting us know about those shows that are coming soon. So keep an eye out for them on your Netflix. I'd like to give a very special thank you to today's guest, my sister. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. You're very welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode. We hope y'all have some new shows that you'd like to add to your lists now. And with that said, my name is Patrick, and this was the Roaring 2020s podcast. <laughs>